And then I got taken onto these amazing, huge sound stages where they built all the sets for the show. And there's all these hundreds of people milling around and they're all working on the show. And the producer, who I love, had said to me, and every time he introduced me to anyone, he's like, this is Alex. She wrote the book. She's the reason we're here. And it was just so amazing. And I got to watch them filming a scene. I got to walk around the sets. It was unbelievable, really. It was really surreal. It was just amazing. I mean, it's kind of like dream come true stuff. You know, I'd, I'd had this idea standing at my kitchen sink washing up. And there I am, you know, in L.A. on a huge soundstage watching them film it. It's mind-blowing. Hi, I'm Michelle. A random meeting in the street with my fabulous, friendly neighbour Liz resulted in the creation of this podcast. Finding ourselves at the same stage of life, we've got to know each other over cups of tea and maybe something stronger on my sofa. With seven kids and stepkids between us, we've been around the block a bit and are now redefining ourselves in midlife as empty nesters. Join us on the sofa for a chat. There's always room for one more. Welcome to Two Women Chatting. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. So how have you been, Liz? You're looking amazing. You've got a great tan, great skin. Well, Where have last, you been? I've been away. Oh, I think from a few of the posts I've been trying to do. You've been to Antigua. Uh, Antigua. Antigua. <laughs> had a lovely time staying with some friends. Gorgeous place they had. We were so spoiled. Oh, it looked gorgeous. Yeah. Apart from the earthquake, that yes, was a bit frightening. Was... Well, you know, it's a bit weird because we talked about um, have, my friends, we were chatting about earthquakes. So they have earthquakes because it's very near Montserrat, and they suggest they do have them. The next day, there was an earthquake. Absolutely. How terrifying. often does that happen? Then is that really not, rare? That, not that often, and it was quite quite a big one. But then the next time, we were talking about James Bond films and James and, Bond actors. Yeah. And we were in this bar, and who walks in? Timothy Dalton. So Timothy Dalton walks in. So do you go and speak to him or do you just give him a wide berth? How cool well, are sat, you? Well, he literally sat next to us. But I, I, well, yeah, I'm not cool. You know, of course I'm not cool. <laughs> but uh, no, he, he was, he'd say on holiday. Um, but, you know, he was polite. But yeah, very tall. I keep saying that. Very tall. I know I'm short, but he's very tall. But then the, the, what I'm saying is that we had the coincidence of the earthquake, then talking about James Bond. So the third day I went, right, we're going to talk about the lottery because I do the lottery once a week on a Saturday. So I said, let's all talk about that, you know, lottery just in case I might win. Yeah. I won. No, lucky, you only didn't. a lucky dip. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't even know how much you get for a lucky dip. We well, don't. You just put in. It's a lucky dip. So it goes into a ticket for. I think so. It's this week I've got. So when That's... I'm not here next week, it's because I'm. I've gone because I won my million. She'll be bugging Antigua. Yeah. But, but you know, but it's about coincidence. That is weird, isn't it? That's yeah. law of attraction. You know what? I really, really want to do a podcast about law of attraction oh. sometime. Okay, I've you always won. been into that visual. You know, like vision boards mm. and visualizing things. Mm. And I do think that you can manifest stuff and make things happen. I really do. Well, Talking of which, reading books, actually, managed yeah. to manifest our oh. guest today. Oh. But have you read any great books recently? What would you recommend? I don't think what I'm reading would be considered a great book, but I'm a bit of a Jeffrey Archer fan. I know. I know it's embarrassing. It's generational. <laughs> I'm not that old. No, I know. But yeah, I'm reading his latest one. Uh, it's, I think it's called Next in Line. It's a detective story. It's quite good. It's, it's yeah. He's a good writer. Yeah. yeah. No, he is a good writer. But yeah, but I don't always is. read that. But yeah. So, but what have you been reading? Well, I I picked up this book at Heathrow. Um, it was a couple of months ago now. To be fair, I was flying out to see um, Josh in DC. Picked this book up in Heathrow, and it pulled me in because it was all about the secret podcast and. Uh, made by a 40-something. Okay, maybe I'm a 50-something, but I sort of, I felt like it yeah. talked to me, you know. 
So I started reading it and literally I couldn't put it down. It was somewhat Bridget Jones in tone um, and the, 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 the writing was funny. I know the book you're talking about. Confessions of a 40-something oh, ever. Brilliant. Yeah, that's one I've read as well. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. oh, I just, no, I loved it. All right, so quick question for you. In my mind, I cast the whole book. Oh, yes, I always do. I, I, I always have to visualise yeah. the characters. Yeah. So I had to put Edward as, who would oh, you guess? Oh, Colin Firth. Colin Without Firth. Without a doubt. Oh, my God, absolutely. Yeah, Colin Firth. Oh. All right, who would you go for? For cricket, who's the who's the older lady? Oh, Blisty Kendall, do you think? Or Ke- oh no, um, Emma Thompson maybe? Oh my god, I think either would be amazing. Yeah, completely be, perfect. Yeah, yeah, completely perfect. But they might not like that because they're not that old. <laughs> Blisty Kendall's getting on. She's lovely, but she's, she's a little 70s. older. Yeah, I, I saw her in yeah. Noises Off. Actually, she was a brilliant comic oh, actress. She just, she's just I, wonderful. I always aspired to be her because she's short like me, but I don't yeah, quite she's look got this like big, her. Big eyes, and oh, she's just so gorgeous. feminine and yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. All right, yeah. and finally, who would you put as Nell, the main character? See, I couldn't think I, that was the one I struggled mm. with. I couldn't mm. visualize. I had lots of different. Who would you say? Dark hair, dark, dark hair, hair for sure. Yeah. And I was thinking. Um, Felicity Jones, you know the one who played um, Eddie, <laughs> yeah, Eddie Redmayne's wife in Theory of Everything. Oh yeah, I know. Yes, that'd be yeah. good. Yeah, I think she could carry that off. She really could. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Or another thought, Anna Friel. Oh gosh, yeah, she mm. would be amazing because I think she's got the vulnerability and, she's got and the, the eyes. sassiness. I, I think she's, in, something about eyes. I don't know. She's got big eyes. Yeah. She's very strong that character eyes. has to have big, big eyes. eyes. It's just because you're sort of looking at the world. That's how I see yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, brilliant. Well, we so, should, we've got new jobs. <laughs> casting <laughs> directors. directors. Fantastic. Okay, so in my gently stalky way, <laughs> I tagged the author of this book, Alexandra Potter, and she commented and i reached out to her and she's joining us right now isn't that cool oh it's amazing well done thank you and here's alexandra potter joining us on our sofa welcome to two women chatting alexandra potter uh, Alexandra was born and raised in Yorkshire and then went and lived in Australia and LA for several years before settling back in the UK now. So I understand you're back in London, you've got a Californian husband and a Bosnian rescue dog and you love getting out into nature, trying not to look at your phone and like us, you're navigating this thing called midlife. Um, your first novel was What's New Pussycat, published in 2000, just a week before your 30th birthday went straight into the top 10. And since then, you've written 12 novels, some of which have won the Best New Fiction Award at the Jane Austen Regency World Awards. God, I'd love to go to that. You've been shortlisted for the RNA Comedy Award. And now your latest, Confessions of a 40-something F-Up, have been turned into a TV series by Disney Plus for ABC in the States, starring Gina Rodriguez as Nell, and it's premiering on the 8th of February this year. Now, I got hold of you because I read your book. Uh, I found it at Heathrow Airport. I, me- I was immediately drawn in, and you can tell why, because it was all about sort of this secret podcast that was going on and stuff. Started reading it on the plane, literally didn't turn on my telly, didn't, didn't do anything other than read your whole book from beginning to end, and then tagged you in a post as soon as I got to Washington, D.C. I was so drawn in. Loved it. I loved it. and. I love some of the 
the the concepts that you it's kind of a social commentary as well it, it's multi-layered it's it's easy to say it's kind of Bridget Jones in tone but it's more than that as well I think there's a lot going on that I found quite enriching well an obvious question is what what inspired the book well, first of all, I just want to say hi. Thanks for having me on the <laughs> thanks for having me on the podcast. And that was a very impressive introduction. I can't believe you're actually talking about me. What inspired this book? Um, do you know there were a few things actually? I was looking at social media and I was looking at all these kind of amazing lives, perfect lives that everybody was leading. And it looked nothing like the life I was leading. And I remember sort of you know, I'd have funny conversations with friends <clears throat> and we'd say things like, you know, look at this or does your life look like this? And they'd be like, oh, my God, no way. You know, and we'd laugh about all the things that were going on in our lives. And I just thought, if I feel like this, then there must be loads of people out there that are doing that compare and despair where you're just looking at stuff. I also, for a long time, I'd been wanting to write a book. I just couldn't figure out how to do it. But I'd been wanting to write a book about the pressure that women are under to to tick all those boxes and reach all those goals by a certain age there's just so much pressure it's just you know the career and the the getting the lovely house and the lovely husband and the kids and the all that stuff just it just seems so much pressure and and I just thought you know what if you don't what if you don't get all that stuff together you know what if your life hasn't turned out like you imagined and the more I thought about it and the more I sort of looked around and no one's life's turned out how they thought it was going to be when you get to your 40s because you know we all have these images of what it's going to be like in our 20s and it just it's not like that and so I wanted to write about that and make it funny and make it real and make it relatable and then I also really wanted to do like an intergenerational relationship where you've got an older woman in it because I just think that women when they age they become invisible and it's really annoying because it just drives me nuts because there are so many amazing older women out there and they have lived a life and they've got so much to say. Um, so, you know, all those things kind of came together and, and then I came up with the book. So, Then how incredible that it was picked up and made into a TV series. So I know that yeah. you lived in Los Angeles, but yes. how, how on earth did that come about? And would you tell us the adorable story about when you heard? And <laughs> When we were in Portugal <laughs> yes. with my husband. Yeah, well, so I I um I lived in LA for gosh about seven years. I was, I think I was about thirty three when I'd been living in London for ten years, and I broke up with um a boyfriend, and my sister lives in LA, and I just went out there for a holiday, and I ended up staying there. There was nothing really to bring me back to London, and so I ended up staying there for about seven years, and um, and funnily enough. Uh, my husband's from LA and I knew him when we were in LA, but we weren't together then. And we only got together when I moved back to London. So that's, that's, that's just some kind of weird coincidence. And the, um, but actually me being in LA really had nothing to do with the television show. It's just that my television agent, my film agent loved the book. She sent it out to lots of people and we had a lot of interest in the States, which was unusual because I thought it was a very British book. Um, with, a, with a real British sense of humour, but for some reason they really responded to it. Um, a lot of producers and actresses, and so I had a lot of Zoom calls, and I then decided to—they call it optioning. So you know, I optioned the book to a production company, 
And then it happened quite quickly. You know, they they got these amazing writers on it, these showrunners that have worked on. There's a show called This Is Us, um, which was really popular, and they loved it. And and sort of, and then they got to write a pilot, and then the pilot got picked up, and then, and it was all sort of like, you know, when everything sort of goes right, so you keep going through a hoop, and it's like, oh, it's you, you know, there's loads of people making pilots, it's never going to be picked up. Oh, it's picked up, you know, and it sort of kept going, and then it was last February, and my husband and I were in Portugal, and I was there on a book tour, and. We were in this little town and it was it was cold and it was empty and we couldn't find anything to eat. And we'd gone in, he'd gone to get some takeout pizzas and I was standing outside and I saw my phone was ringing and it was my agent in LA. And I, I answered the phone and that's when she told me the news that they, they were picking it up, they were going to make a series. And so I ran to bang on the window to tell my husband and he thought that I was asking for like extra toppings or something. He's like, <laughs> what, what, I've ordered it already, I've ordered it. I'm like, no, it's the show. And so we were really excited. And my agent had said to me, you know, go out and celebrate. Well, we were just in this tiny little ghost town. So we just sat on a bench and ate pizza. And then we desperately tried to find a drink somewhere and we couldn't really find a drink. So, but it was, it was amazing. Well, that's life, isn't it? That's what it's all yeah. about. It's real life. And I yeah. think that's the whole yeah. point of the book. It's so relatable. It certainly was to me. I was wetting myself laughing in some bits because it's happened to me. <laughs> so you yeah. had this really like... Uh, wonderful moment when you heard that your book is going to be made into a tv series like man, what a pinch me moment that must yeah, have been amazing how incredible so how much have you been able to influence the show or do they buy the option and then they say right we're going to change the name of it we're going to choose the cast it's going to be this way it's going to be loosely based or very much based on your plot how did it work from that point and you know were you able to get over there and meet the cast and be part of everything and feel your baby come to life yeah it's it's interesting when you I've, I've sold a few books in the past and nothing has ever ever actually been made because it's so difficult to get stuff made um, and I think when you when you sort of sign your book over to be made into a film or a television show, you have to take a mental leap that it's not yours anymore. They can do absolutely anything they want to do with it. And you can't sort of resist that or try and hold on to your characters and want them to be how they are in your mind. Because if you do that, you're just going to have a horrible time. You're not going to enjoy it. Um, and so you've just got to sort of mentally shift and, and be like, you've sort of given birth to something and it's gone out into the world now. And, you know, let's see what they can do with it. And then once you have that mindset, then you kind of go along for the ride and you really enjoy it. So I kind of mentally did that. So then when they said things to me like, it's going to be set in America and, you know, we're, we're, we're not going to... Um, we're not going to have that element in it, but we're going to have this element in it. And so then you're kind of like, oh, wow, that's cool. That's interesting. Um, and they, they've they kept, I've seen the pilot. I, I flew out to LA. I got to go into the, into, onto the set. I went, um, I went to the 20th century uh, studio, the lot. Oh, did you get one of those like, chairs? Did you well, get it your was chair like with a, your name yeah, on? Yeah, <gasps> it was really I didn't get my name on it, but I sat in the exec uh, executive producer chair. It was kind of like Cinderella going to the ball. You know, I, I I got picked up by a car. I got taken there. I I sort of saw the star wagons where everybody's in there, sort of. And then I got taken onto these amazing, huge sound stages where they built all the sets for the show. And there's all these hundreds of people milling around and they're all working. 
on the show. And the producer, who I love, had said to me, and every time he introduced me to anyone, he's like, this is Alex. She wrote the book. She's the reason we're here. And it was just so amazing. And um, and so, yeah, and, and I got to watch them filming a scene. I got to walk around the sets. Um, it was just, it was unbelievable, really. It was really surreal. It was amazing. It was it was just amazing. I mean, it's kind of like dream come true stuff. You know, I'd, I'd had this idea standing at my kitchen sink, washing up, you know, on a sort of dreary January, like four or five years ago. And there I am, you know, in LA on a huge soundstage watching them film it. It's all this it's from a little Yorkshire lass. I know <laughs> it's crazy. And also what's really funny is that, that, you know, what I thought was funny in my head, they think's funny too. So that's, that's what's, and it just shows how comedy translates and also how we all feel the same stuff, how stuff really is relatable. doesn't matter if you're, you know, in Yorkshire or in London or in LA or, you know, the book's done really well in Germany and the Czech Republic because people, people do feel the same, you know, we're all human and we all relate to it. Yeah. So tell us more about that theme. It's all about, is failure failure? It's not really failure. So the uh, the whole idea is, you know, and I call Nell, the main character, a 40-something effort. And the idea is she's not really, and nobody is, but we're made to feel like that because society makes you feel like that, because it, it can make you feel like a failure. And you can and you can look around and think, God, everyone's really succeeding in their life. And and I'm kind of failing at mine and I'm making all these mistakes and I'm getting it wrong. And and the idea is that you're not getting it wrong because that's life. And that by making what you perceive as a mistake, it might lead you to something that's fantastic. And it kind of generally does. And, and the character sort of realizes that once she has the courage to sort of surrender that life that she thought she was going to live, she gets the life that she was always meant to live. And it's, it's, it's better, but it's, it's sort of getting rid of that idea of failing. You know, because we all we're all really hard on ourselves. Oh, expecting you know? too much. I think that's the other thing. If we expect too much out of a situation, then we often we're going to fail. But if you just go along with the flow, it, as you said, it happens, and then. But I think women's lives, in particular, all are all a bit time stamped, aren't they? Are decades time stamped with the expectations of what we should achieve? You know, have an early career, then you know, in our thirties, we get married, have a baby. In our forties, you know, we start being perimenopause. In our fifties, it's all over. But actually. We, we can reframe what we do in each decade and we don't have to be defined by expectations of but society, do by we? by decades. I don't think, or, I don't think yeah. age, you know, it's, it, and as you said with Cricket in the book, absolutely. She, she is my sort of, you know, inspiration. I'd, I'd love, you know, not obviously my husband dying, that'd be the I wouldn't want. But, but, you know, she just would, oh, fantastic. Before you came on, we were recasting for UK. And oh, we, yes, thought, I know, we thought Felicity, Felicity Kendall... Kendall. Would be oh, good. Yeah. Or even Emma Felicity Thompson, a little older. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, cricket is just, I mean, because that, it drives me potty about how they do this to women and they don't do it to men. It really drives me mad that, that we are, that we're kind of shoved into these boxes of what we should, what we should be doing or how we should look or, or, or anything at a certain age. And, and cricket, who's in her 80s, um, just kind of blows that out of the water. And she is, you know, she's, she's really inspirational and people love her because she's kind of bucking that trend. And she very, you know, she says to Nell, 
you know, it's not too late and it's not too old. And yes, you can. And if you kind of take that attitude, I mean, I've actually said it to myself about stuff, you know, it, it, you're not too old and yes, you can do it. And it's, it's, it's just, we're just made to feel like that. I mean, you, you know what the press are like and the papers and, you know, a woman's got a bikini on it in her sixties and, you know, they're all over it. Yeah. Being or really... dares to change their hair color back to I, natural I, gray or silver. I know. Yeah. Very judgmental. And, um, you know, my mum's in her 80s and my mum's got a lot of friends who are widows and they're in their 80s. And, and they're these brilliant women. They're, they're traveling, they're inspirational, they're funny, they've got brilliant stories. I love hanging out with them. So, you know, I, I, that's why I wanted to put them in a book. Now, you traveled, you did a bit of an epic trip to India. Um, yes. I don't know the whole story, but I'd love to know it. Um, but it, I believe it was inspired by you dealing with grief and then you went to India and something very unexpected happened. My dad died when I was 40 and he died very suddenly and it was a real shock. And um, and then a year later, sort of the anniversary of his death was coming up and I decided to go away with a girlfriend and we went to India. We went to Rajasthan and we travelled around for a month and it was pretty incredible. And I'd just been really depressed. And, you know, the grief is just, I mean, I write about it in the book and it, it's just, you know, grief's not linear. You know, you can feel okay one minute and the next minute you feel dreadful and and people don't really know how to react to grief and people don't want to talk about it because they think they're going to upset you and they don't realize that you're really upset anyway. And um, And so I was in India and it was kind of, I remember sort of the first time feeling really happy again. Because um, India is just an assault on the senses, and it's it's joyful in so many ways. You know, there's I, I actually got involved with a charity that sort of helps the little kids that live out in Rajasthan. You know, go to school. And but but one of the really cool things about when I was in India was that I saw a fortune teller, and at the time, so what am I like forty one? And I saw this fortune teller, and I was single, and um, he said to me oh, you're going to get married. And I was like, yeah, right. Okay. And he said, no, 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 you are. You're going to marry someone that you've known for about 10 or 15 years. Um, and, I, and I'm thinking, oh God, who do I know? And I'm running, <laughs> cross him I'm off, running, cross him I'm off. I'm running through all these people in my mind and I'm like, oh gosh. And they're like, it's going to be a friend or a friend of a friend. I'm thinking, oh God. And he's like, no, 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 you are. And it's going to happen really quickly. So then Funnily enough, so that was in the February. And then in the May, I it was my birthday and I turned 42. And I it was the year of the Olympics. And a friend of my sister's, who I had known for 10 or 15 years, came over to London to watch the Olympics. And he's from LA. And we got together. And very, you know, true, the fortune teller came true. We, we got married and we got married pretty quickly. So that all came true, which is, I don't know if I believe in that stuff, but that definitely happened that is such a gorgeous I know. story That's really i know nice. and i actually love it because we got married and so i was by the time i got married i was like 44 and so i get all these messages from women and girls and they're like oh my god you know i'm i'm turning 40 and i'm still single and i'm like don't worry about it i you know i met my husband at 42 and got married at 44 you know it's it's you don't have to put these age limits on things and, and you don't have to get married that's the and you don't thing, have that, to get you know, married. This, yeah. There is there's certainly, you know, when I was younger, it was, you know, you, you, you get married, you have yeah. your career if, if, you know, if you want a career and then, and then you get married, but it's now it's, it's not the same. And that's what I do like. I do like that. Not more choices now. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's a lot different now. And my my mum was saying, you know, when she was young, you know, everybody was married, you know, at 20, 19, 20, 21, you know, having children, you know, in your early 20s. She said, that's that's what it was like then. And obviously things have really changed now and for the better. And that's one of the things that you could feel a failure for, isn't it? Because you haven't conformed to that norm of getting married by a certain age, but you you can commit yes. in any way at any time to anyone, can't you, really? Yeah. Your life's no, not definitely. over if you haven't done it earlier. Oh, God, no. no. Like <laughs> dating in midlife, I don't intend to do it because I'm happily married, but I can only imagine, you know, you go into it as an older woman with hindsight and things that you want and things that you won't accept that's kind of fun actually I think they're going to do a midlife love island aren't they they are and um they were talking about Ulrika Johnson she wants to um be the the you know oh really I thought it was going to be Davina yeah Davina would be good wouldn't she Yeah, yeah I listened to her on a podcast and she was saying that um that she was apparently she kept emailing the the television studios saying you've got to do a midlife love island and let me present it because I they've got they so will. many stories to tell once you're in once you're in your midlife yeah and the behavior would be just so different i think yes. as well but i just hope they're not all perfect looking well yeah no, that's the that would, that i would don't be quite think disappointing. so needs to be a bit of cellulite a few wrinkles yeah yeah, yeah, sure, yeah some be. normal yeah. just some normal stuff mm. really so um You've just finished your next novel, haven't you? One, well, I've yes. already seen that it's got a cover, so that's coming out soon. One good thing. Does that- yeah, well, that that actually came out. Um, that actually came out in hardback last year, and it came, and now it's coming out in paperback this year because that's how they do it. They bring out a, a book in hardback, and then a year later they bring it out in paperback. So that's coming out in in April or May, and then I just finished the sequel to Confessions of a Forty Something F Up which is out in hardback in August, I think. I'm just doing the edits now. Will it be on Kindle as well? Because I'm a Kindle girl. Yes. It'll be on Kindle. It'll be on Audible. Oh, have you got a narrator um, yet? I do narration. No. <laughs> do, do you know what? we? I, do you know what? I don't know. I know last time it was Sally Phillips. It would be brilliant if we could get her again, but I'm not sure what's happening with that. Well, if she I can't make it, just, yeah. you know, call me. Okay, brilliant. Thank you. Thanks no, you for the are, heads you up. Are, you are a professional. Oh, I do. I've done hundreds of books. Yeah. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> that must be quite a hard thing to do, actually. No, it's so much fun. She loves talking. I love talking, but I also, I mean, you as a novelist, I'm sure... Going back to to Confessions of a 40-something F-Up, you've visualised those characters so precisely in your mind that they've become real people. And that's what I do when I narrate a book. They become real people. And sometimes I've been able to ask the author, well, you know, if you cast such, you know, if you were to cast Nell, for example, who would you think of? And I was able to ask Faye Weldon um, and I was able to ask uh, Kate Moss, not the model. <laughs> oh, wow, so you've done some amazing books. Wow, yeah, no, it's, I've had some great, great books to work on. So um, where are we able to watch? I am in the States quite a lot. I saw the trailer when I was there in January for um, Not Dead Yet. How yeah, do you feel about great, the title being changed? You know, I love that title. I really love well, apparently they, they love the title. The producers, everybody loved the title. And I think that's what first caught their attention. And I, they really tried hard for that title, but it's a broadcast network show. Yeah, they yeah. just, they just yeah. couldn't have that F word in there. And then apparently they were given some alternatives. And he said, the, literally, the first one I saw was not dead yet. And I was like, yep, we'll have that. Because I think it just says it all, really. It does. It does yeah. yeah. It, it's the Doesn't essence it? and, of what it's all about. Yeah. And so I love 
And I'll often say, oh, I'm not dead yet. So I actually really like that title. I think it's great. Um, in terms of where you can see it, I think uh, in the UK, it's going to be on Disney Plus. But I don't think it's going to be on Disney Plus until March or April. So I was just speaking with someone at ABC. So in America, it's out on the the 8th of February. Yeah, I would probably watch it on Hulu if I wasn't in the States. You know, people can do it through a VPN. Hulu is a subscription service. Yes. And people all over the world. I think I mean, if I get one more subscription service, I'll be in trouble. Yeah, yeah I think you probably <laughs> will so be. Many. But, I mean, we've got listeners in 47 countries, if I dare to say it, but we do. And Hulu is um, something where you can just watch anything as long as you kind of fake where you are and use your Express VPN or whatever. But I'll be watching it. They're going to do like a special sort of double episode. And I think it's going to come on at 8.30. Oh, so hang on. So it's 8.30 Eastern yeah, Standard Time or Pacific Standard. I'm not quite sure. So it'll be 9th of February for us. Well, thank you for finding time in your busy Hollywood schedule to have a chat oh, with us. My pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for having us on. We could be chatting all day. Really? Yeah, I yeah. really feel like we yeah. could. We could. Thank you so much, Alexandra, for joining my us pleasure. today. It's been a really, really fun interview with brilliant. you. Thank you so much. And good luck with the premiere and all the amazing Hollywood things you're going to get to do. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Two Women Chatting with our special guests. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left a rating and review. Even better, share with your friends. And please get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. There's a link on our Instagram bio and Facebook pages.